Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Rose Glass. I'm your host, Daniel McGuire, and I have Cheyenne Sanchez on the podcast with me here today. Uh, she is an undergraduate who entered the professional world of mental health a little bit early. She only has two classes of psychology under her belt, and I figured that that uh, kind of gave us an interesting dichotomy. I was wondering, you know, what she learned out of the classes that sort of stuck and stayed with her, and uh, sort of what has changed through her understanding of actually being in the field and interacting with these kids. Uh, so, without further ado, I think we'll just sh- jump right in. Well, hello. Hi, how you doing, Cheyenne? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So let's let's start out with your educational experience. And I, I, I want to clarify that this this is not a poo-pooing of like your decisions as far as like your education goes. Uh, matter of fact, it makes it more interesting, not less. Uh, so tell us about your experience at your junior college and how that informed you about psychology. Um, well, at, straight out of high school, I uh, kind of had a fascination with how the brain works, like why we do what we do. Um, I kind of got that that little bug when I was in high school and I took a college credit psychology class. And that one was an early developmental uh, class. The teacher that I had was just, she was very informative, kind of instilled that curiosity in me to kind of pursue something along those lines. Um and when I got to college, uh, I had heard from several other people that there was this teacher who really kind of opened the world to psychology. And she had several different classes that she taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I jumped into her class, it was a whole different world. You know, like coming out of high school, one of your first classes as a college student, kind of scary, not going to lie, kind of scary. Um, but she just helped me understand so much more about how the brain works um, and like how you can develop a habit just so easy. Like the, the stuff behind developing a habit, the stuff behind breaking habits, um, you know, where your anger comes from, like all, just all of that stuff. It just really kind of blew my mind and it, it, it made me want to, kind of keep at it well and that that actually answers the next question i was going to go for i was going to ask you uh if there was anything in specific you remembered that just really uh touched you uh so let me let me bounce off what you actually answered before i asked is um do you feel like our culture has sort of uh neglected that area uh, of development in uh young adults and doesn't really like give them those tools early enough on. Yeah, I, I do. I think, um, kind of where, you know, schools have gone, if they've gone to a a system that doesn't necessarily teach what they used to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they use different methods and things, which is, it's, it's all fine. But like, sometimes it doesn't necessarily prepare these, these young adults, for what's really out there, like for college and, and everything. And it's kind of, it kind of sucks a little bit for some, you know, uh, coming into that world. But, um, I do think that just from a personal standpoint, uh, a junior college was a good call for, um, you know, starting out cause it kind of may basically just you dips your toe in the water instead of, you know, taking a full on cannonball. <laughs> yeah. 
G- give you a little something before you uh, take the big splash. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of like uh, h- how you use the regular diving board before you go on the big one. Right, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So tell us a little bit, and you don't have to name the facilities uh, specifically for privacy reasons, but tell us a little bit about where you're working now and what your responsibilities are. Okay. Uh, the job that I currently work at is a um, mental and behavioral uh, facility. It kind of focuses on um, young children and uh, the teenage kids, uh, the adolescents, mm-hmm. um, helping them learn how to cope with anxiety, depression, uh, anger issues. Like uh, we have a lot of kids come in with suicidal like thoughts, ideations. You know, some of them are even homicidal. Yeah. So uh, my job is to, you know, basically look after these kids, make sure that they're not doing anything to hurt themselves or hurt others, um, you know, teach them proper hygiene um, and, you know, kind of guide them through this, be that solid person for them. Because most of these kids that we see, um, they don't come in with a solid family background or, you know, something of that nature. They they come in kind of broken. So it's kind of my job to be that, like not necessarily an authority figure, but someone that they can turn to in the time of need or, um, you know, like if they're feeling overwhelmed, someone they can just just come and vent to and not get in trouble for opening up and sharing their feelings. Right. So would you say that they've been neglected to the point where you actually have to step in as like a pseudo parent figure? Is that what I'm understanding? Uh, sometimes, yes. There are cases where we do get kids who have just been neglected so much that they don't really know what affection is, um, mm-hmm. or even attention for that matter. Like, usually the attention they have is negative. And uh, so we come in as kind of that, like you said, pseudo parent, and we kind of show them what the proper way of being treated is not necessarily like the abuse or the neglect, you know, like we get kids that sometimes don't even actually know who their parents are. And they just kind of bounce around from foster home to foster home because they don't feel like they deserve to be loved, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, that's, that's a great rabbit hole to uh, fall down, but we've only got a limited amount of time. So let me ask you, uh, sort of the difference between what you've learned in your psychology classes, what you actually took to the job and what's been very useful. Uh, and maybe then something about, uh, the job teaching you that you didn't get out of your psychology classes that maybe somebody would expect you would have gotten. Right. Um, well, I would say like my big difference, uh, for, for me personally, um, would be that like, you know, the psychology teaches you the, the education side of everything. So I learned a lot mentally there, but I didn't really put it to use until I physically used some of that knowledge. Um, with where I work, I was able to kind of put, put that to use where I can use relatable moments to these kids, kind of help them through, um, situations, talk them through it. Um, and as far as stuff that I've learned since I've been there, uh, I've learned how to teach these kids to, um, use what we call coping skills to kind of calm them down. Um, we have kids who like, they do exercise sometimes. And sometimes I just take them outside and we run around like they're, 
there's a whole lot more to using hands-on things as opposed to sitting in a classroom and reading a book. Right. So I like, I'm thankful for those psychology classes because they've given me that relatable topic, but up until the point where I actually used it in the, in my job, it, it was, it's a whole different world. So where, where do you think you learned more? I would have to, I would have to say the job for sure. Hmm. It like being that it, it like the place I work centers around that mental health. I learned so much more than I could have imagined. And I haven't even been there, you know, very long, but it just, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I've got one more question for you. Okay. Unless I already said one more question. I don't think I did. It's a- I don't think so. <laughs> um, there is a certain level of professional atta- uh, detachment that you need when working in the mental health field, especially with heartbreaking cases of terrible things uh, that you can't really stop from happening and you can't really control. You can just be there for them as much as you can. Um, what what are some of the ways that you've struggled with that detachment and how have you learned to cope with it or have you even? That's a, that is a very good question. Actually. Um, it happens a lot. Um, you'll get those, we'll get these kids that come in and they're very, very broken. And I'm the type of person who likes to try to heal broken people, Mm -hmm. not only in my professional life, but in my personal life as well. It's just kind of, it's that motherly instinct, I guess. Um, so I've had a handful of kids come through where I have been extremely emotionally attached and it actually kind of caused me not to be able to do my job properly. Um, so in an instance like that, it gets really tough for a person like me to be able to ta- to detach. Um, but I, let's see what I tell myself when I go home after being there and like knowing that I kind of didn't do my job properly. Uh, I tell myself I'm here to help them and then set them on the right path so that they can change their life when they leave. Right. So that's kind of what I use to tell myself when I get too attached, I'm just a stepping stone in the right direction for them. Are there so like, like boundaries you've set up that are very uh, sort of specifically designed to uh, ingrain the that that distance, that healthy distance that you have to keep from the kids? Um, I'm still kind of learning that. No, not really. Um, I I've learned a little bit better to have that. Not don't use my emotions all the time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of helped me with that situation a little bit because um, there there have been times where I've made an emotional base um, decision, and you know it would make my other coworkers aggravated or irritated with me because I'm not doing my job properly. So I've kind of learned to put my emotions at a stand like at a standstill sometimes when it comes to like what we need. What, what we need to do to make that child's life better. Right. Well, uh, Cheyenne, I thank you for ha- uh, being on the podcast for us. I think it's been very informative. I think you've given us a lot to think about. Uh, say goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. 
We're signing off of the first episode of Rose Glass.